You're here with the Driveway Athletes. We're here to talk a little bit about uh, Flyers hockey. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Flyers versus Canadians game three and why listening to the national broadcast and sometimes the local broadcast doesn't do a good job at telling a story about what's going on. Um, also wanted to do a little bit about what to expect with the rest of the series and uh, why the games look the way that they do. So if hockey is something that you're interested in listening to, we're back with another hockey podcast. All right, guys. So you're going to be listening to this on Tuesday. The Flyers play the Canadians at three o'clock. So a little about a day behind on uh, updating that last game. I uh, didn't want to update after that terrible um, game two, uh, but felt the need uh, to come back and, and talk a little bit about game three, uh, only because the narrative that seemed to be coming from the national broadcast, um, which is what it is, was a lot about um, Montreal and how they were controlling action and um, everything that they were doing right despite being down a goal. Um, so I wanted to, to talk a little bit about, because I just think that there are some things that the way that we measure a game now that do a, tell a little bit better of a story than what we are used to. And also, the game is a lot different. Um, so some of the old ways that we've just measured the game don't make as much sense. So um, to start right off the bat, uh, we can't really say enough good things about young Carter Hart um, or Catahat. Um, but he comes out and gets a shutout. So can't be any better than that. Um, but again, I wanted to make sure I got on here because a lot of the the talk, even with the local post game show, was about how Carter Hart bounced back from being pulled. And the reality is, is yes, Hart gave up four goals, and yes, he was taken out of the game, but he was not taken out of the game for poor play. So, as a former goaltender, um, while it was a long time ago, uh, there are just nights where. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't off his game. There are just nights or days or games where um, you're not having a bad game, but your defense just can't seem to get it right in front of you. And you stop the first, you stop the second, and then here's a third. Or guys are just getting these, you know, a lot of time in front of you to, to, to snipe a good shot. And uh, the skill of the players here in, in 2020, uh, they can pick any you know, most guys can pick any corner, any millimeter they want. So um, you start giving guys a lot of time in a good in a good place. Uh, they're usually going to put a good shot on. Um, so there was so much talk about well, Carter Hart bounced back. And really, Carter Hart was pulled out of game two to really protect him a little bit and also hopefully get a spark to the team. It wasn't it wasn't pulled for bad for bad play. He got pulled from the Montreal game in the regular season for bad play. Um, this was not that. So um, first thing, it, you know, it's not nitpicky because uh, it gives some context. But when you start making it about, oh, you know, he had a bad outing, he didn't. 
he he had a fine outing. His team had a bad outing. Um, there are nights where goaltenders don't have their stuff, just like a pitcher. That that four goal game was not that. Um, so let's let's shake that off and and ditch that narrative because it's lazy. I mean, the long and short of it is it is a lazy narrative. So, um. I really wanted to get on and and talk about this game because I think that what's getting lost in so much as discussion is both the Flyers and both the Canadians are very good for checking teams. It is miserable to get out of your own zone against both of these teams. It is miserable to try and get set up against both of these teams. So what ends up looking like happening uh, in, in a lot of cases is um, they both gain the line differently and the Flyers do a little bit more of uh, trying to rim the puck around behind the net. It's not quite a dump and chase, but they try to get it to about the mid boards and then rim the puck around. Um, so a lot of possessions they have aren't held very long. Um and then you see Montreal come in and there's a little bit more passes. But the reality is, is they end up getting like decent shot totals, but they're not good looks. They're not um, what you would consider a scoring chance. And they're not, um, not definitely not a high danger chance. And they get these bad angle shots and it, and it pads the shot total. Um, at the end of the game. So it looks like they're getting more opportunities, but look, if you want to get a top of the circle uh, on the outside, clear shot at, at my goaltender, you know, in today's game, that's what you want. Um, and that's what they get a lot of, like just not great looks. And it's again, a little bit of a lazy, take when when it, you're just looking at shot totals and you're trying to to glean from that who's controlling the game so um that is a lot of what has been going on with this game the, the other part is is the flyers block a lot of shots so last game the flyers come out with 24 block shots 24 so when when you're looking at that and there's this you know, narrative of, of what uh, people who are, again, uh, not exactly doing their homework, at least on the national feed. The local feed is better. Um, Philadelphia does have good um, – that's why, right? why Jonesy does the national feed. But anyway, Philadelphia does have good hockey uh, announcers and, and analysts. So um, – when you look at this this kind of game, that's the way this series is going to be play, played. It's not an up and down, you know, 30 shots per team game. It is going to be a, a grind. Montreal makes it miserable. They are fast. They put their sticks in the way. They are miserable to, to play against. Clearly, clearly, they ran Pittsburgh out. Uh, pretty handily and it, you know the flyers are a good team uh, but the look every game other than two has been a tight game um 
So just expect these games to be tight. The only thing I could say is Montreal, while you know the, the national feed talked about they're, they're getting confidence. I don't know how much more confidence you can gain. You know, you, you run the one of the best players of his generation out of the playoffs pretty quickly. Um, whatever confidence they needed, they got from that series. Um, so the reality is, is they want to play their game and their games are very similar. So um, in that, the Flyers do need to fix their power play. It's bad. Um, and as bad as Milbury was calling the game last night as, as right he, as he was with about the, the um, power play, it's god-awful. Um, I'd like to see them move Giroux back over again to the other side. That seemed to be where when they got their stride going, uh, that's where he played. Um, so I'd like to see them do that. Um, and the reality is, is, is Konechny's having a little bit of a rough go um, at this series. I wonder, though, if, if it's just uh, Montreal has some big defensemen and he's really just having a hard time against those those guys. Um, but power play needs to get going and, and the likes of Travis Konechny and, and Kevin Hayes and uh, Giroux needs need to get it going too. Um, it's going to be tough to win long term, even though they do get scoring from the depth. Uh, it's going to be tough to win long term without getting points from your your Couturier's, your Hayes, your Konechny's. Um, So I would expect some changes on the power play. Um, it was nice to get Raffle back, and um, I know everybody. Is rooting for for Gostaspare to to get back to where he was, and you know I'd love to see it. But right now, uh, Robert Haig just provides um, a little bit a little bit more confident, and smooth play. That um, last game, game two, uh, Ghost had a little bit of a rough outing, so I'd expect to see Hag for the rest of this series, and then we'll see if what the matchup would be next time. Um, Hag's a little bit bigger of a player, and and I just it seems like the smaller players are having a little bit hard time getting going with Montreal. So uh, that brings me to the next part, which is uh, more advanced analytics for um, for hockey and why <laughs> why we want to do that. So there's a wonderful website called Natural Stat Trick. Um, a little bit of a play on natural hat trick if you guys are not familiar um, or need that spelled out. But um, they have a glossary for what these things mean. And uh, the reality is is uh, when it comes to scoring chances for, not shots for, but scoring chances for, the Flyers outplayed the Canadians. Um, and in particular in the third period where that was a, a differential of eight to two or 80% of the scoring chances in the third period. Um, so when you, again, when you hear those national guys and they talk about some of these players from Montreal and they talk, they, they go about this, they're, they're doing it a lot of times with an old, these aren't younger guys for the most part that are doing the color or the play-by-play. -play. They're guys who have been around for a little while. 
So they're calling it based on our old understanding of, of metrics. And we've got a little bit better of an understanding. And the, and the reality is, is you want to be looking at high danger chances, um, which there's a, there's a formula for, and, and you get, um, depending on where the shot comes from, it's given a certain point total. And that point total either equals a high danger chance or not. And that just means like a shot, you know, kind of close to the crease is worth more than one close to the blue line. Um, so you, with goalies being as good as they are, um, it's not, again, it's not like it was before, uh, even, you know, um, in lay, I, I, I talked about this a little while ago, but goaltending has gotten uh, extremely good. Even the like average goaltender would have been considered great um, just 10 years ago. So, um, or very good, maybe not great, but very good um, 10 years ago. And then it wouldn't even be, you know, if you went even further back, it would be, you know, then they'd be in that great category. Um, some of that is going to be equipment. Some of that is going to be the way that they coach goaltending. Some of that's going to be um, the way that they train. Um, so you have to put good shots on because you're not going to, beat many goalies with bad stuff. It, it needs, they need to be good. So that doesn't mean sometimes you can't get a greasy goal or, or a fluky goal that one went on and on a bad angle against Vegas last night off of, uh, Leonard's mask, you know, not that that can't happen, but, uh, the reality is, is you usually need a good shot or a rebound or a redirect. Um, so, um, some traffic. So, you really want to pay attention more to uh, scoring chances than just blanket shots. Um, and then even that, if you're looking at shots, so there is an advanced metric called Corsi, which um, does not subtract out for block shots. And then there's an advanced metric for Fenwick that does. That's called Fenwick that does, if I can get it out of my mouth. Um, but when you look at these these different metrics and how we, we, we measure it, it does not look quite the same as what's being talked about during the game. Now, that doesn't mean, again, right? We, we know, we can see we've got eyes that the Flyers need to adjust their power play. Um, and it doesn't mean that these aren't razor tight games. These are thin games. They're, you know, one bad bounce one way or the other changes the entire complexion. But... <laughs> um, but you really want to look at these because when you look at the uh, more advanced metrics, you do see a little bit of a different story. Again, eight scoring chances, four to two in the third period alone. Um, it does not speak to such a tight period as uh, it might be described as. So I would really recommend you guys go to Natural Stat Trick and, and check that out. You can look at all different stuff. Five versus five, five versus four, uh, the power play versus the penalty kill. Um, and you can try and glean, right? Because sometimes when we're looking at stats, we're trying to look at our, our eyes deceiving us, right? It's like a little bit of the whole point in my other main topic on this site, fantasy football. We're trying to talk, when, when we play that game, we're trying to look at um, is a good player more likely to have uh, better statistics? Uh, that is, always the 
kind of math you have to do. So sometimes you have to say like, I think that this player is good and you have to look at metrics and trying to figure it out. And um, the more advanced metrics are trying to do a better job at just looking at penalty minutes, time on ice, um, time in the defensive zone or time in the offensive zone or the neutral zone and um, shots. And they're trying to do a little bit better of a job at, at describing the flow of the game um, and seeing if your eyes are telling the same story as the black and white data. And um, sometimes even the black and white data, if you, if you hear me talk about statistics enough, need explanation or need further explore, exploration. Um, and I would, I really think that if you're interested in hockey at all or, or want to um, take a deeper look, I really highly recommend checking out natural stat trick and um, looking at what, what it is they have to offer. Uh, so I will say that um, this was triggered. I, I will give props to Bill Meltzer on Twitter, who is uh, someone who does the flyers, uh, some of the flyers media for NHL.com. Um, and he pointed me to natural stat trick. So, uh, but now looking at it, you know, I felt as though when I was watching the game that um, a big deal was making about shots that were not great angles, shots that were blocked, shots that just didn't look like they were amount, amount to much. And why are we fawning or drooling over those things um, when they're really not having an impact in the game? So uh, finding this website has helped me a little bit. So I really recommend checking it out. Um, and taking a look, but, uh, we have a three o'clock game tomorrow. Um, and that three o'clock game, uh, expect a lot of the same tight for checking, not much room to work with needing a good, you know, you're playing against Carrie price as good as Carter Hart's been Carrie price has uh, been a, a good goaltender for a long time. So you're not going to beat him with bad stuff. Um, so expect a tight game and, and needing a good bounce or two. Um, but I think I had gotten myself off of another topic. One thing that I would, um, that you would look for, or I don't want to say hope for, but uh, keep an eye towards is um, while the Flyers played in a round robin series, and it wasn't quite the same as what, Montreal had to go through with Pittsburgh and you wonder they're playing with a lot of speed. You wonder a little bit of how fresh you can keep your legs when you're playing every other night um, on uh, choppy ice and uh, and they play tomorrow and then they come right back and play Wednesday night. And you, you wonder on a team that's been relying so much on speed. Now these guys are younger. Um, you're, Nick Suzuki's and your uh, Um But you wonder if they can keep up the pace that they've been holding. Um, because it is not easy to do come in night in, night out and play with that level of pressure at that speed. Um, for now, they've had, you know, they've had a more intense start to the playoff. So uh, that would be something I would keep an eye out to see if they do start to slow down a little bit. Especially again, not that you know. I'm I'm going to say Robert Haig is going to have a giant impact, but he is a more physical defenseman, and you wonder if, um, just like Weber uh, is is kind of 
putting the screws to the flyers, just having another physical presence back there takes a little bit of legs. And again, just a little bit each game could could eventually add up to be the difference. Different kind of player than your top pairing, which is not a physical def- de- defensive um, duo of Niskin and Provorov. Those guys do a lot of uh, good things with their skating ability, with their angles, and with their stick. Um, where Hag and Braun are a little bit more of your traditional defensemen. Um, even Sandheim and Myers, who are bigger, are not the most physical of players, but they're playing physically um, this series. So you, you just wonder um, if those legs can be worn down a little bit or if they're starting to wear down. You know, I would I would expect them to slow down a little. Now, the thing is, is the both teams slow down a little, so then they still maintain a little bit of the speed edge that they've had. But um, continue to look for tight play. That's the way it's probably going to be. Um, the Flyers have a two-game, the one advantage right now. Um, and it it is a little bit of uphill sledding when you're down a game, you know, because you have to win one to tie, win one to go ahead, um, all while not letting the other team do that. So um, having an advantage is always good. Winning the first game in a series is always good. Uh, so we'll see if the Flyers can come out tomorrow and make it three games to one. Uh, but I would expect another tight game. Uh, that's just the way it's been. So guys, uh, I hope that you've enjoyed listening to another episode of hockey talk. I'm trying to keep these since it's only myself. Um, short only because too much of one person can make, uh, make one sound boring or, or, or tired out. So, um, depending on how tomorrow's game goes, I may be back with a recap tomorrow night since it's an early game, but, that would be Wednesday night. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm recording this. No, Tuesday night. I'm recording this on Monday. Pardon me. Um, it will post Tuesday morning. Um, game is Tuesday afternoon. I am recording an episode, a fantasy app, fantasy football episode tomorrow. That would post Wednesday morning. And then I may be back Wednesday afternoon with a primer for game four. Um, and that primer would in, would contain a reaction to game three. Uh, but I have a lot of episodes that I'm recording this week. So we've got one fantasy football episode recording tomorrow that would post Wednesday. Uh, that's a f- little bit of a fun one. Um, if you're interested in being the heel or the bad guy in your fantasy football league and, and talking about the fun ways to keep that part interesting. Um, and then we'll be back again on Thursday um, with wide receiver ranks. Uh, that will probably be one long episode of 24 or one record recorded once, but posted as two separate episodes. Um, and then look out on the website. I'll have something up about the, this past Saturday's UFC event. And since no one voted uh, this weekend, I'll give you a rib recipe. Um, St. Louis style smoked ribs, but you could also bake them if you don't have a smoker. So keep your eye out for um, the next fantasy football episode. Thanks guys. See you next time.